You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Luck in sports is a huge... And please, the reason why people don't like to either acknowledge it or admit it that luck is a big factor is because there is no there's no tangible reason for it it's just well it's luck but that is I mean it's happened whether it's with Jeffrey Mayer in right field whether it's with Bill Buckner booting a ball I mean think about the luck and those are just obviously two examples we, we were referencing before Tom Brady you know if Mo Lewis doesn't knock Drew Bledsoe out Tom Brady or the tuck rule I mean luck is such a huge part of sports and with the Knicks case falling short with Steph Curry one pick away John Morant one pick away I always think if Asante you know, Samuel doesn't drop the interception then Eli Manning can never make the one of the two plays of his career the tie replay where he escapes and mm-hmm. throws it downfield and who knows probably the Manningham throw doesn't happen four years later Later. I think fans think of it when you say there was luck involved, they get defensive, and then it's a knock. But no, listen, there's not a team that's ever won a championship that didn't get some help with luck along the way. That's just the reality of how sports works. It could be a, a call going your way. There's so it, it could be injury luck that your team was right. healthy at the right time. There's so many things, and it's impacted every single championship team in the history of the sport of sports. And like you mentioned, the Mets. Yeah, at one point they got lucky that Bill Buckner. Doesn't feel that ball. Who knows? Maybe Mookie beats him to the bag anyway. We'll never know. Every team at one point or another, if they played however many games, if it's football, if they play 19, 20 games to get to a championship in baseball, if they're playing over 170, winning over 170 games to win a World Series, yes, there was luck involved at some point. And you can't. And that's t- not a. That's every. It, it's not a knock on you. It's everybody. Right. You can't tell me that the Mets weren't. Uh, you know, were were not unlucky a little bit this year with the way that it went in September down the stretch with Starling what, Marte. What if, the, what if the Wilpons react to the Madoff thing right away? It crushed them financially, and they try to sell the team. Even if they wait maybe a couple years, 2015, 2016, they decide to sell the team, and Steve Cohen takes over. Then, yeah, I mean the Mets. I mean, there's, you can do, and again, you could do these what ifs with everybody in every sport. I get that, but luck is always a factor. And like you said, there's, it's not tangible something we can really point to and say, well, if this happened definitively, that's in the rarest of cases. But luck is always a factor in sports. You've got to be. Sometimes they always say, well, it's better to be lucky than good. Now you also got to make your own breaks and put yourself in position. To succeed, and I was joking before. In position about, to benefit from the well, luck. well, right. And I was talking about the Yankees dynasty before, but like Jeffrey Mayer. All right, well, Jeter hit the ball to the wall in right field. He put himself in a position to where the Yankees. You know what? They could benefit by that. It was a close call, and, and I'm not saying obviously that's why the Yankees you know became a dynasty or, or anything like that, but it it was a part of it. And the Yankees used to get a lot of calls during that run. Hey, that that happens. So of other teams. You know, the Red Sox during their comeback in 04. You don't think that they were lucky during that? I mean, come on. Of course they were. Luck is such a big part of it. Health is a, a huge thing, too. And you're right. You're lucky if you remain healthy. 
That's a huge part of things. And the Yankees were not this year. Ben Attendee out, LeMayu out, that hurt him. Luck is a major factor in sports. I mean, the, the Mets got hit by how many pitches was it in the end? A hundred in, in the low teens. And there was one where you thought early in the year, well, they got lucky because Pete Alonso, and I was there right behind it. Right. It looked like he's going to be down for a long time. Ends up not being the case. When Marte gets hit and he goes out for a month, all of a sudden one of those 100-plus pitches, bad luck, and it hurts the team. It, it, luck is luck is always prominent in sports. And I'll take that one a step further before we get back to the calls, 877-337-6666. Didn't you tweet about this with Marte? Wasn't there a rainout? that then forced Marte, who was going to take a day off, because of the rainout, then he didn't need to I'm surprised to take... you remember that. Yeah, yeah that, no, the, I remember. The day before the game was rained out, because they ended up playing it was Tuesday, the Pirates. and then they played, right, Labor Day they got rained out, they played Tuesday, and then they played the doubleheader Wednesday, and Buck had said if the Mets played Monday, Starling Marte would have sat, and then the pitcher was Mitch Keller of the Pirates, who pitched on, ended up being, pitching on Tuesday because of the rainout, would have pitched Monday. So just that entire matchup of that would batter versus that pitcher never would have happened. So, listen, of course things could have, you know, he could. Sure. Maybe it was, you know, de- destined to happen. Marte's going to get hit by a pitch and go down. But that exact moment, we say, there's not stuff that's tangible. You don't know for sure. Well, I guarantee you that Mitch Keller wasn't starting two days in a row. Right. So he's he not pitching Tuesday. Him. Right. I, I remember that at bat well. Because I remember sitting there in the SNY news and watching it thinking, oh, God, that's you see him get hit on the and hand. And every Met fit, you had you that set, just we were waiting for that other shooter drop. Like, that's, this is, sooner or later, one of these hit-by-pitches, we're laughing them, the shots of Buck and how annoyed mm-hmm. he is, sooner or later you knew one was going to cost a player. And that one did. Yeah, luck is a huge part of sports. 877-337, and really life at times, too. 877-337-6666. Mark is calling from Westchester. What's up, Mark? Hello, Sal. Uh, I'm mainly calling to argue with you a little bit about how much it might be worth to pay for Shohei Otani. Mm -hmm. But first, I just want to say I really thank you for uh, uh, last night, uh, Stuart, one of the callers. uh, You know, it's great to stick to sports, but now and then you really feel free to let people get into something more emotional and personal. And you had a great discussion with him. It was an offshoot of the Kyrie thing, and Stuart mentioned some personal reactions and family stuff. It was just a wonderful and heartwarming discussion. And one of the next caller's friend, there was like a different mm-hmm. thing. It's some of the most wonderful stuff, in my little opinion, about your show, that sometimes you let things go a little off topic in that kind of way, and it's just tremendous. Well, thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. And I do recall both those calls that you were talking about with Fran in Connecticut and, uh, of course, Stewart in Brooklyn, who's regular on the show, and, and it was a different... Now, look, that happens, especially in the baseball offseason, and I like talking about sometimes other stuff. This is a real-life sports talk show. You are getting me essentially unfiltered, and obviously with, with Kyrie topic, it's more than just about sports. But anyway, I appreciate you with the kind words, Mark. What's on your mind today? Yes, and uh, it's great to get to know the people more personally, and we sure get to know you. <laughs> about the uh, Otani... Uh, you know, I'm very much into the numbers and calculating values and stuff, but, you know, uh, I just wonder, is it a tenable thing from a team standpoint to have a player who's getting anywhere close to $100 million a year? Even if, let's say, on paper he's worth it, which I think, I wonder, would a team want to take a chance putting that heavy an investment into one player who might get injured maybe as an off year? But besides that, even if he's great... 
does it really leave room for the rest of the team to feel like they count? And we could even say, arguably, that's kind of one of the problems with the Angels, like with Trout and Otani. But I think if Otani goes somewhere and you have one guy getting $100 million, maybe that's even more of a thing. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, look, I was clearly overshooting it. And thank you for the call, Mark. Appreciate you checking in. And I appreciate the kind words. But I think it's not completely out of the realm of possibility when you think about what Otani provides whatever organization he is a part of. If you're paying pitchers of his caliber upwards of $40 million a year, if you're paying offensive players of his caliber around $35, $40 million a year, you're at nearly $80 million right there. And then think about the intangibles and the entertainment aspect and the you know, level of excitement from the fan base that he brings, not to mention marketing overseas and all of that. I mean, I I think you can make a case. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get that, and I'm not saying I would necessarily give it to him, but I think you can make a case that Shohei Otani is worth $100 million a year. It sounds absurd, but if Max Scherzer or... Jacob DeGrom are worth $45 million a year. And Aaron Judge is worth $45 million a year. If you combine the two, that's almost $100 million a year. What do you think, Marco? How much would you pay? Well, before I ask how much would you pay for Otani, how much do you think he's worth when you actually think about it on the open market? Open market, I think he's somewhere around 55 60 I think it's more, but I don't think they would ever go above and beyond and actually count them But think twice. about the value I then. Know, I know, but I really don't think that they would ever do that. because they Who's would set, they? I, I don't think owners would want to set that precedent, and I don't know if agents could even convince them to, to go that high. Well, but because you once be saying, you go there, once you set it, as much as you and yeah, I can nobody, say it's different, they won't look at it like that. But he is different. I know, but I don't think they would want to set that precedent. They'll give him more. He'll become the highest paid player, right? But not enough where it's to the point where you're actually paying twice for the same player. I don't believe right. That. So you're paying one for the pitching aspect and yeah, one I for. I don't think so. I mean, look, if he, even if he got seventy million a year, that is a tremendous amount, right? The and, only thing that is a downside, and I don't know if this would be in the play of it, is the idea of one, you know, IL stint. You lose the both ends of the player, so it's hard to put that much money into a guy. One pulled hamstring that he's gone for a month. I lose my number one starter and my best hitter. If you were him, what would you want in free agency? Realistic, you have an agent. You see all the other contracts you're getting. You see your performance. If you're him, how do you sell yourself, and what would you say you'd want? I'd probably start at seventy-five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, he's worth sixty million. Yeah, you put yourself in issue. I'd start with seventy-five. That's the hey. You want to get in the, at the table? Seventy-five. I, I again, but I don't know if owners would want to set that precedent. I don't know. Look, it only takes one. I Plus get the it. marketing aspect. I you know how it. big baseball is, and it takes one to just to to completely change the landscape. But I don't know if owners, they don't like to set that precedent really high. They don't like to do it. Put yourself in Steve Cohen's shoes where you've seen whoever, you know, McCann, 10 million, Cano, 25 million, DeGrom, 45 million. Like if he's thinking, all right, Jacob DeGrom wants 45 million for five years, he's been hurt, there's risk there. Uh, we love him, but there's risk there. If I'm going to give him 45 million, why wouldn't I give Shohei, who can hit, closer to Aaron Judge and pitch similarly to DeGrom. Why wouldn't I give him nearly double? Like, wouldn't that be a worthy investment if you're the owner that can afford it? 
I guess I could also look at the downside. He gets hurt, and you have wrapped up basically half of your payroll into one guy. But you say that with anybody. You could, you're saying because it's one guy that can get it's injured as opposed one guy. To two? It's real easy to look. You play the numbers. Right. We know when any pitcher goes out there, they're one pitch away from blowing out their arm. Uh-huh. Every hitter. I, I get all that. There's risk involved in everything. But now you're talking risk-reward. You're talking about a guy that not only has to be at the top level, he can't have a a dip in his performance, right? And he can't get hurt because I'm wrapping up really what half of my payroll, quarter of my payroll, more than half. Well, you're gonna have to have a huge payroll. I'm saying, but like you're you're looking at what 45 percent of my payroll in one guy. I don't think a team like uh, pick a team that's that's in the middle here, not at the top. Maybe the Red Sox, somebody who spends a lot, but it's not like they're gonna go overboard. I don't think a team like that, or even where he is, the Angels. I, I mean. Well, uh, but I'm saying which team is, which team it wouldn't be worth doing that for. Like the old Mets couldn't do that. A right. team, a team can spend a lot of money, but they can't miss those teams. The Mets can afford to miss. The Yankees used to be able to be afford uh, to to miss. Right, right. Those teams a, that are kind of in the middle. I know, but this the is the Braves bust. may be a good example. This is Boomer Bust, though. Again, if he has the same performance that he's had the last couple of years. Worth it. Right. But you don't know. It's all He dips on either end. Worse, he dips on both ends. You've put 40% of your payroll in a guy that is not having a monster season either on the mound or at the plate. It's hard to recover from that. I don't care who you are. That's a lot of money to be put into one guy who's not at the absolute top of his game or, again, injured. Fleegs, what do you think here? What would you give Otani open market? A, what would you give him? B, what do you think he's worth? Or just both? I mean, you're probably starting at like 55, 60, bare minimum, just because right. Easily. The, the pitching I mean, aspect now alone is going to get, yeah. I mean, I would probably give him, like Marco said, I would start at 75. I would be willing to give him 75. If Cohen. He's, pr- he's proven that he can do both and that he can stay healthy for a full season. It, you know, if he was injury prone, maybe I'd hesitate. Guys get hurt, it's just part of right. how baseball works. And Otani's also shown you, depending on the injury, if he, he gets hurt as a pitcher, he can still hit. God, he. I think he's. I think he would get eighty million. And I think what you said earlier, the what it does business wise, oh it makes the Met, it makes the Mets a global brand. Dude, oh, this yeah. town would be mm-hmm. obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. They'd be. We and talk to be fair, about a like, team like the Yankees knows that because they had Hideki Matsui. They've they've had that kind of reach before, so they're aware of it too. And he's and Steve better. Cohen knows, right? He's better because he could pitch every fifth day and be in the lineup. He's a phenomenal. He's an attract. You know, when pitchers, it's tough. We say they can't bring people as great as Jacob Degrom has been the last few years in 2018 and 2019. He's not putting people in the seats right. every single game. He's only a draw one out of every five days. Otani's getting them there every single day. And to your point, you make the Mets a globally known team. What does that do for their future? Where people say, oh, I grew up watching the Mets and Shohei Otani, and I want to be there. It builds the brand. And the next kid that gets posted by his team you know, overseas in Japan, wherever, says, I want to be a Met because I watched Shohei Otani be a Met and maybe win there for however many years. Oh, if they win, that's the, I mean, that's the kicker. Let's get to free agency. Now, what I don't know his contract says. He's got one year left? Yeah, this, year, this, this year's it. And they just said, Andy Martino reported the Angels are not likely to trade him or they're not considering trading him anytime soon. I guess it's a possibility at the trade deadline. And remember, that he's going to be a rental at that point. So it's not like you're going to have to give up. Put it this way. I, I know this. And I don't know it for a fact, but I, I know it in my gut based on 
common sense and in my gut, when, if and when he becomes available, he will be the Mets' top target. They are going no to doubt. they are going to do whatever it takes to get him. Now, I, I, will, I firmly believe that. I agree with you. I also think that's the first time that you're going to go all out in this city. That'll be a Yankee Met. They will go back Ooh, and forth. Baby. Absolutely. That is not because something that's, that's the one guy that the Yanks will spend on. There's no way that the Yankees that they would open up the purse for that one. See, I, and I think the Mets would lose that because I think Otani being the guy that he is and and where he grew up following Hideki Matsui, the global brand that the Yankees were, knowing to the point before, if Otani were to go to the Mets and make them then a globally right. branded team, people like Otani from other markets or whatever would then learn what the Mets are. Mm-hmm. Well, he did that with the Yankees, I'm sure. Now, I know he didn't want to come to the Yankees at he first. He didn't want to come to the East Coast. Well, that's the thing. Right. So it wasn't just the Yankees specifically. So if you had to choose between the Mets and Yankees and all things equal, he's going to choose the team that... I'm sure he knew more so than the Mets because the Yankees were a global brand. Somehow he'll end up with the Mariners following in the step, footsteps of Ichiro, and yeah, we'll miss right. New yeah. York will miss out on him again. I mean, that's a, and that's a West Coast thing. So if he wants to stay on the West Coast and Seattle, I mean, who knows? Well, they there's got nothing him. you could do about right, that. Right, that's though. what it is. If he winds up Yankees and Mets, though, but he, look, I can give you the other side of that. Does he want to follow in the footsteps of everybody else that's picked the Yankees, or does he want to create be a trailblazer? Own. Create his own path and, and be the only guy that went to the other side of town and make the Mets the household name. And maybe meet with the owners. And right. if he likes one better than the other, hey, you know what the hell with the pitch? You know who we might need to get involved there? Bobby V does post game stuff for the Angels. Uh, sure might, might need him greasing those wheels. You got to play for the Mets, man. This is a great organization. I have to tell the Bobby V story. Which one? I, I was. Um, I've. T- I said the story on the air before. I think I was. At Shea Stadium, and you know, was in my younger days, we used to go get autographs back by the parking lot at Shea, right. and then we were coming around. You remember Shea, right? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. layout. So you come off the subway or whatever, and then there's that parking lot, the players' parking lot, and then you start walking around toward the old ticket window and and toward then the front of the stadium where I forget the the Diamond Club entrance, whatever it was. And I'm I see Bobby Valentine, and I'm running from like halfway. It, it would be where the equivalent of like kind of right field slash first base side running halfway to kind of then home plate side to meet Bobby V. And I was, I used to be fat back in the day. I was probably 30 pounds heavier than what I am now, maybe even more. And I was running to get Bobby V's autograph and I give him my hat and I'm, hey, Bobby, can you please sign my hat? <laughs> he looks at me in typical Bobby V fashion. Hey, got to get in shape, my man. Got to get in shape. And you did. Bobby, and I did, exactly. <laughs> Who knew? But I'm thinking, Bobby, I'm not playing center for you tonight. I'm sitting in the upper level. Just sign the damn hat. I was going to say, you got a fat shame? Can't you yeah, just right? sign the hat? <laughs> what are we doing? And he didn't just say it. He looked, you know that Bobby V look. <laughs> looked me up and down. And there were all the people around. I was embarrassed. Got to get in shape, my man. Hey, Bobby, you know, last I checked, this was probably, what year could this have been? 98, something like Maybe it was even 97. Bobby, last I checked, your team is not very good. I got to get in shape. How about you guys can give them 500 before you start insulting me? Uh, you know what? How about you go take out Nolan Ryan out of a game and not send your pitching coach <laughs> out there, Bobby? How about that? You worried about my shape. Why don't you uh, worry about your own pitchers? Mm, got to get in shape, my man. Screw you, Bobby. No, he's actually, whatever. I've met him since plenty of times, but that one always sticks with me. That and Tim McCarver one time. Tim McCarver, who I grew up idolizing. I loved him as a broadcaster. Tim McCarver, great Mets broadcaster, whatever. <laughs> And I saw him, same place, coming into the Shea Stadium and had a blue Mets hat. That's, you know, this was before the black hats. It was just a regular Mets hat. And I don't care. Like, I'm not trying to sell the hat or whatever. Hey, Tim, can you sign my hat? A blue pen. I had a blue Sharpie. 
A blue pen on a blue hat. Who's going to see that? He would not sign the hat. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean who's going to see it? It's for me. Like, I'm going to... I've had multiple people sign this hat. I still have it. Like, Fran Healy, whoever. Like, I just... A blue pen on a blue... Really? Who's going to see that? And then he had a book out. And he goes, see the book? He was holding the book. That was, there was a bunch of people around. See the book? Buy it. And started walking. Like, he was hawking his book and would not sign my hat. Wow. Tim McCarver. I know. Wow. Probably the only time I was ever denied, I think, for an autograph. <laughs> Flat out just denied. A blue pen on a blue... <laughs> and I'll take it a step further. <laughs> it bothered me so much, I called Mike and the Mad Dog. Mike goes, next time, bring a different color hat. <laughs> Not a different color pen, yeah, different color hat. Right. Jeez. No. Probably like, easier to find a different color pen. hat next time. I mean, yeah, what right. are we doing? All right, one of those like white variant hats. Remember the Mets used to have that? That's what it was at the time. Next time, bring a different hat. Yeah, anyway, there you have it. Some what did dogs say? Hall uh, of Famer dog. It, it might have been, maybe it was on a Sunday show. I, was, I don't know. I don't remember dogs saying it. Hey, wow, that's a funny story. McCarver, jeez, Mike. You think it'd be nice to the kid. Say, what do you care if he can see it or not? Well, that's Just the sign point. Right, he's going to sit in his closet at home. <laughs> right. Who cares? Now, who's going to see that? A blue pen on a blue hat. You're not going to remember 30 seconds from now. What do you care? Right? <laughs> like, just sign the ad, Tim. And, like, I was more into the broadcasters than than the players to a certain extent. Tim McCarver, like... Or just, if you think it's going to be funny, he's not going to see it. Just grab the pen and, like, draw, like, two overlapping circles. Don't even give your signature. Uh, he's not going to know anyway. And sometimes Have some fun with it. You guys would sign underneath the bill anyway on the white side of it. Like, I've had a bunch of guys right, do right. that. Yeah, he just wouldn't sign it. See the book? Buy it. I was like, what a bleep. <laughs> what a bleep. Uh, I wish I could find that wow. tape of when I called him. Think how stupid I was. McCarver, stiff arm shit, Bobby Valentine, yeah. fat changing. Yeah. Not cool, yeah, man. Yeah, what the hell? What's going <laughs> cool. on here? I was getting never I meet mean, your heroes, folks. I can't stop getting ripped. I was getting Jeez. ripped since the '90s. Now it's on Twitter every day. I mean, I say an opinion, I get criticized. Back then, I get criticized for my weight. Right? What color pen I'm trying to get? Uh, what a mess. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.